On this episode, we smoke the Perdomo 30th Anniversary Sun-Grown Robusto 5x54. This Nicaraguan Puro celebrates Perdomo's 30th anniversary. And we uh, enjoy some Cooper's Cask Coffee, single malt whiskey barrel, and talk about cigar cars. I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages over the age of 21, you are listening to Burn Line Podcast, coming to you, as always, not live from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled among the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. I'm your host, Johnny Midas. And I'm Angel Elfumo Solario. What's up, Elfumo? Not much. <clears throat> Just uh, feel a lot better uh, knowing the you know knowing that I only spent sixty five and not twenty five hundred dollars yesterday. <laughs> so uh, that's a relief. So not digging into the cigar budget. Right, right. Yeah, Elfumo had a little uh, timing issue with his. So that's the uh, straight six, right? Uh huh. Yeah, the forty two hundred Vortec or whatever. That was a good motor, though. It's actually a pretty decent motor. Yeah. Surprising. Good job, GM. You you nailed one. Yeah. Yeah, they have a few. The 8.1, the 4200 Vortec, the 5.3, not the early years, but Mm-mm. those are all good motors. Yeah. Everyone w- thinks LS yeah. when they think GM. But they and I also have a 5.7 Vortec. The uh, Yeah, that one had a little more issues. The, the uh, 3800 that they put in the Buick, that uh, V6, mm-hmm. that was fucking bulletproof, man. Yeah, and then they later put that in the Impala. Yeah. I had the 3400 version of that. Yeah. A decade ago. All right. Well, we are smoking the Perdomo 30th anniversary uh, Sun Grown, and uh, we are on video now. Yeah. Got our first video out on YouTube uh, last week. It was all right. There was some trouble syncing the audio. I don't. I've got to ironically YouTube that. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) How do I make my YouTube video better on YouTube? Yeah. Well, I recorded in uh, 4K, and it took, I don't know, three hours to upload, and then an hour to process, and then it spit out this low-quality video with the (laughs) audio out of sync. You know, thanks, fucking Google. So, as soon as they bought YouTube, everything went to shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, more ways than one. Anyway, it's probably my lack of skill, but I'm going to blame YouTube. Anyway, so this is the cigar, and... um, <clears throat> it's really uh, handsome. Yeah. So it's got the uh, holographic yeah. gold on the band. Uh, we'll just hold it up here a little bit uh, for folks to see. Most of their bands look the same, but yeah, they're, yeah, they're always freaking gorgeous. Yeah, I really like the way that uh, Perdomo pays attention to the artwork. You know, we talk about that a lot, um, <laughs> despite the fact that they're hardcore committed to making affordable cigars that oh, yeah. people can actually buy and smoke all the time. Um, they still put effort into how it looks. And this one is gorgeous. It's red and gold with the Tabacalera Peromo logo in the middle. Um, just, it's beautiful. And then what's super cool is this band is one piece. It's got a little tab back here. Yep. Right? So it looks like a double band, but... It's one piece, and you can just take it off, and I've never had any over glue or anything like that, because it's big enough. 
Oh yeah. You don't, you don't need to overglue it. Yeah, his right? quality control is pretty insane. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, I've always uh, been impressed with Perdomo's quality control, and oh, yeah. part of part of that's they're they're vertically integrated. You know, mm-hmm. um, so they have eyes on everything, but like draw consistency. Um, you know, uh, every part of the yeah the cigar. They're the only uh, <clears throat> uh, cigar maker that actually draw tests every cigar. Interesting. Yeah, that's a little fact. <laughs> I, I know. I know a lot of guys, a, a lot of producers draw test a sample, mm. right? So statistical modeling. You know, you you select your sample size one one every three hundred cigars, mm-hmm. whatever it is. That's that's interesting. Nope, they do every single one before it gets in the box. Well, I appreciate it because I can't remember the last time I had a bad draw on a Pernomo. No, never. So. That's exactly why. <laughs> it must be like working. Like I said, it's it's impressive how how almost um, you know streamlined everything is and how perfected it is and yeah. how affordable yeah. these cigars yeah. are. Um, speaking of affordable, so uh, this is the Robusto. It is a 5 by 54 soft box press, which Perdomo is famous for, mm-hmm. the soft box press. Um, it is a Nicaraguan Puro, aged up to 15 years, the tobacco in the cigar. And a single stick will set you back between 12 and 14 bucks, depending on where you get it. Uh, these were not distributed to everybody. Right. Um, you're probably going to be getting them online. Uh, there's one or two shops local that have right. some. Um, I think the cheapest I've seen is twelve bucks yeah. online. Yeah, a and lot of I think a lot of it will also be resale in like the next two months. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in in the next couple of months, you're going to have folks selling these that bought them from somebody else mm-hmm. in box quantities, and that then you'll probably see the price jump into the fifteen to seventeen dollar oh, yeah. range, easily something like that. Um. I bought a box of these, yep. and I have been thoroughly enjoying them. Um, so I'm I'm prepared you know, to give it a, a rating. All right. You know, is this your first one? Yeah, I get to come into this with uh, Virgin Lips. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So they do come cello wrapped. I usually yep. take my cello off before the show because it is annoying to get off. You know, while we're we're recording, um, but it has got a uh, QR code on the back of it. Right, as well as a barcode for the retailer. Yay! <laughs> well done, uh, Perdomo. So why don't you uh, grab that uh, QR code and let's see where it goes. All right. So let's do this here thing. Then we can get these clipped and lit and all right. Smoked. Look at that beautiful mobile integration on their behalf look at oh, that yeah. scroll yeah, yeah. I, I, what, what do you call that mobile optimized yeah mobile optimized yeah. scrolling that is yeah. insane the close-up shots of the band yep so it's as easy as grab that qr code now we talked about this on the show a couple mm-hmm. times about like this is the new world of cigars mm-hmm. you know not everybody is a, a 65 anymore you know that's uh, getting into cigars so, yeah, it comes up uh, just like that, um, and it's all about the 30th anniversary. Dude, so. this is the the best, or I don't even know what to, how to describe it. Just the way they talk about the cigar, and like, yeah, they talk about the tobaccos, and then what to expect. Yep. Look at that. I yeah. this is the first time me visiting the Perdomo website in months, and this is nailed it. Yeah, absolutely nailed it. <clears throat> Absolutely nailed it, I think. 
Yeah. Wow, I even tell you how to pair it. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is next level uh, cigar industry. Yeah, right? absolutely. I remember when um, I think uh, actually Francisco was probably the first on the jump to put yeah, yeah. QR, QR codes. codes. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, I think it is time for us to get these lit. If you want to pull yep. that out of the wrapper and uh, you got to get it cut and lit so that we can actually enjoy it. Um, I'm going to use my double guillotine close-ended uh, Drew Estate, and you are using what? the bench, uh, Craftsman's bench, open-ended open double guillotine. That's okay. Right. And the official cutting is brought to you by Fat Boy Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original jacked cigar from Fat Boy Cigars. And don't forget to try the Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. Uh, for every cigar you purchase in this series, Fat Boy Cigars will donate a dollar to a charity benefiting our front loan, frontline heroes, Fat Boy Cigars. Welcome to the Fat Boy's world. All right, let's go ahead and give this a official cut. As usual, we remind you to clip your cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed. Now we're going to tap that out. There we go. Good old hand job. <clears throat> Got to get the hand job. So one thing I noticed right off the bat was this. A little bit of pectin right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I thought I did that. I was like, I didn't put my lips on this yet, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, Just something I noticed the, right off the bat. You got some fruit pectin yeah. sort of coming out from under the cap. Where they no big it. deal. Yeah. Just yep. stood out. Now, if these are in uh, bad shape, that is because I humidified them improperly. Okay. Now, I don't think I did. I think they're correct. I just wanted to yeah. make it clear. I got a box of these, opened the box, I put them in my tri-level humidor. Oh, I got a new humidor. Nice. Or Not a new one, an extra one, because I ran out of space in my head. Gotcha. <laughs> so, that humidor is new. It's only about a month old, and it's had uh, humidifiers sitting in it for six weeks yeah. to season it. Um and then I put these, so it's possible the humidor still sucked some humidity out of it. <laughs> it does have a digital hygrometer, so gotcha. I think uh, yeah. I kind of trust that, you know. I would. So one thing I want to point out on the foot, there's a lot of space in between that tobacco. Yeah. You notice that? Yep. So now I'm curious to see how that's going to. Let's do a cold draw. Yeah. Okay. Let's try it out. Mm. Yeah. Comes through right quick. Not for me, man. I almost have more back pressure than I usually like. Actually, it feels a little tight for me. Mm. So I'm getting getting um, cinnamon raisin mm -hmm. on the cold draw for sure with a little bit of like almonds. Yeah. Really interesting. A little chocolatey. Yeah, yeah. Definitely enough. the the almond. Um, well, why don't we get these lit? I think I'm going to light up <coughs> with my official Johnny Midas gold bar. Yeah. My official uh, single rocket engine from Rural King Blue Torch. Yeah, Rural brand. King special. That's right. Got, you got all 499s worth on that. That's right. And I need to turn this down a little bit. It's the only drawback with this one is you need like a little 
screwdriver to turn it down. But we're just uh, we're just toasting the cigar as always, toasted, not roasted. We're just trying to heat this up, not light it on fire. You'll notice I'm not pulling the flame into the cigar with my mouth. No. You need a backup plan? Yeah, so uh probably. <laughs> yeah. This That's why bad. I've got my I got my whole uh All right. Let's go with the Paleo. There we go, another rocket engine. I'm just blowing this foot, making sure the tobacco's combusted without uh And you just gave up, and you're just roasting yours. Okay. Yeah, I epically failed. I don't know what's going on this morning. Angel is uh, demonstrating the incorrect way to... What not to do. Yeah. I'm just, you know, that's what we do here. Teach. So on, on today's lesson, that's not how you do it. <clears throat> Actually, if we're being honest, we've all done that. Yeah. At some point. Because at some point, you just want to fucking smoke the cigar. You know? Yeah. Not to be uh, I'm over here epically still failing. Yeah, like not to be rude or something, <laughs> but I try to set up everything for success. But there are days when I'm like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, that's you right. Know, like, this is not working. Sometimes a good old table flip or just. I've done uh, propane torch. Like, <laughs> yeah, like full size propane torch. Yes, I have. Yep, I've done that. I've used a Zippo. You know, for all of our. It'll taste like shit. You know what tastes worse than a cigar lit lit by a Zippo? What's that? No cigar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. We've got this uh, lit up and uh, going. Yep. Um, what are your initial thoughts about this? Uh, give me another minute because I obliterated the beginning. Mm. By the way, that's what happens when you roast the fuck out of your... Mm -hmm. You get nothing but ash out. Yep, that's fair. So, so I'll go ahead and go. Um, definitely got that Nicaraguan spice mm -hmm. on there. Um, <clears throat> so very interesting. It it tastes. Um, it tastes. Man, I don't even know how to say it. I almost went to. I almost went to say smooth, but I fucking hate that word with cigars because they, they always use that um you know how uh do you know how a crispy cream donut feels in your mouth yeah where like it just everything goes together and kind of melts together all right a fresh one right off the belt or yes. one at the gas station not a get no that is i've had both no no uh, fresh off the belt <clears throat> an actual crispy cream. that's right yeah that's the way to go yeah so there's definitely the the spice and the oak, like you said, that little bit of cocoa. Yeah, I got a okay on the retro hill. I got some spice, some cocoa, little almondy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the almond component is definitely there. And then I have got a uh, a little cinnamon raisin component on there. Cinnamon went away for me. Okay, so my spices I would describe as cinnamon, allspice, and kind of like if you took 
if you took allspice and cinnamon and cloves and then you took a like a pinch of cayenne and you threw it across the top and <laughs> just a few flakes sprinkled in okay that's kind of kind of how it uh, kind of how it tastes and and actually there's a little sugar hmm. like actual white sugar maybe just a little hint of that just on the very like on the front <clears throat> tip of your tongue on either side of the very yeah. tip by the way they weren't lying on that one picture you saw how they had the flame mm-hmm. steak yeah i'm getting a little bit of that a little bit of what a little flame broil there oh flame broil interesting try it on the retro hail right in the middle almost towards the out right before it comes out I'm not sure I'm getting it. Not like a super flame broiled steak, but just maybe it's just because of the way that you lit your cigar. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I will be on the lookout for that. Little steak and leather. <laughs> but my draw tightened up a bit. It's okay. a little bit different than my cold draw now. So mine is right on. Yeah. And I will say this, Perdomo is so consistent mm-hmm. that I know if I put this into either one of my close-ended cutters, my Perdomo cutter, oh, I should have used that one, or, or my <laughs> mistake, dude, mistake cutter. That's why I didn't grab it. I was going to let you use yeah, it. Yeah. Like, it's right there. Hey. Fully branded. Hashtag not sponsored. Right. Um, Ooh, well, but, oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I just know I will get exactly the draw strength I like. Yeah. So... Well, we're on the subject real quick. How do you feel about cold draws? I don't do it that often. Yeah, I don't do it that often. I mean, it's nice for me to get, like, a different flavor set. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, first of all, if you say anything other than raisins, you're probably lying. Like, the, the number one taste for cold tobacco is, like, dried fruit. Okay. Anything else is, like, extra on yeah. top of that. And it doesn't have anything to do with how it tastes when it's burning. So, you know... Yeah. To me, it's like it's an extra experience, but it's like right. licking the outside of the banana. It's an extra experience, but it's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's funny. I've cold drawn a cigarette, and there's a starch difference between this and a cigarette. You got to remember, this is an organic. Raised. This is just a dried leaf. Yeah, this That's is organic. This is. Yeah. yeah, you know, not thousands of chemicals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're getting a burn on that. We got some initial tasting, and uh, we'll let it burn a little bit before we, you know, kind of kind of revisit it. Um, again, this is the Perdomo 30th Anniversary Sun Grown Robusto 5x54 Soft Box Press, which, you know, you say Robusto, and it doesn't seem like, it seems like a small cigar, but this, yeah, this is a lot of tobacco, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. My my default has always been a Corona, and they're harder and harder to find. Um, yeah, Robusto is kind of my new Corona because you can still get yeah. a lot of Robusto. I think everybody's getting away from the smaller, just because I think everybody wants more tobacco. Yeah, I heard that. You know, the Corona was the the size that the blenders used in the old old days to uh, <clears throat> you know gauge their blend. Yep. And they're doing it with Toros now because yeah. Toros sell so much in the U.S. Yeah. And so... We just like everything big in the U.S. <laughs> uh, apparently. Not just Texas. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. There's something to be said. It's like, you know, dessert. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have like a slice 
of cake or are you going to have a quarter of a cake? Right. You know, that's a slice too. Um, well, I think it's more enjoyable sometimes in smaller smaller amounts. And okay. I'm definitely that way with yeah. cigars because, you know, if, if I'm smoking a Corona and I want to keep smoking, I can light up another one. But if I'm halfway through a Toro and I'm done, it's just done. I'm, I'm not going to... I might relate it yeah. to mow the lawn or something, but you know, a, a yeah. relit cigar is not the same. I'd imagine too that Coronas are uh, a little bit more time consuming too than probably this to make. I don't know. I, I'm just think I'm just thinking because it's yeah. smaller. You yeah. know, you kind of have to. Hey, it's smaller, but don't make it too tight because obviously, yeah, yeah. going smaller, you're going to make it tight. Might be a um, more skill involved. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, so you got me this. Uh, Get me the CAO off the shelf. This is a three by three. Appreciate that. Uh, and this is available here at Union Cigar Hanover. Absolutely. Nine twenty five. Oh yeah, that is a great price for that stick. Uh, they also come, I think, in a bigger box press. I don't remember, or unless that's the. But that is a lot of tobacco for yeah. the price. And this says by fifty four, right? Something by fifty four. Yeah, six by fifty four Toro on the back. I can't quite read it. It does have a. Uh, barcode for the retailer which is mm-hmm. awesome and it has a qr, QR code. code yep everybody's doing it yeah so tell me about this cigar cao three by so it's a brazilian um a little bit different than the brazilian box press i'm gonna have to look it up <laughs> but uh i liked it dude it is like very chocolatey for a brazilian tobacco okay uh so is it uh Matafina or what uh I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> what region? So three by three, I guess. Does that mean that it's a Brazilian Puro? Like three by three means... Brazilian tobacco Wrapper binder filler. I believe it's all Brazilian Puro. I'm being an idiot here. Whoop. Yeah. Binder is Brazilian. Filler Brazilian. Uh, oh, no. Filler is Brazilian, Honduran, Mexican, Nicaraguan. Okay. But so where does the three by three name come? Or from? BX by three. What? So bazillion times three. Oh, BX three. Uh-huh. It looks like three X three. So this is yeah. a CAO BX three. Yep. Triple the Brazil the exotic Brazilian tobacco. So some experiences. Well. So Brazilian tobaccos from our. Uh, oh, we had some experience utilizing Brazilian tobaccos from our award-winning blends, CAO Brasilia and Amazon Basin. So I guess they use a little bit of yep. each. Started with an oily Brazilian mata fina, yeah, mata fina, wrapper. It looks like it. Smooth, slightly sweet yet earthly Brazilian. Arip- oh man, I can't even say that. Ariparaca. Ariparaca. Araparaca. I'm yeah. guessing that's Portuguese. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a different region, and it's it's a sweeter, lighter tobacco yeah. than Marafina. And I, then some I think. Honduran and Mexican premium filler tobacco. So I'm guessing like uh, they probably use some San Andreas, clearly, and I'm not sure which Honduran leaf they would have used. Well, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank absolutely. you so much. I, I can't wait to burn that one down. Yeah, I was just surprised that you haven't had that, so I was like, gotta get it for him. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, my uh, experience with CAO is incredibly limited. I I think the last time I smoked one was like... Was it the Basin? The old Basin? No, I had a, um, a Brazilian 
um, but it was like in July or something. Okay. I'm, I mean, I like them. You know? Yeah. I just don't. I don't know. I haven't smoked a lot of them. Yeah. No bias, but the uh, before that one, the Socalo was my favorite cigar. Oh yeah. Of the CAO, which is that uh, Mexican. Yeah. That San Andreas that they perfected. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and we are. I am getting some of the new Amazon Basin Ian. Yeah, and uh, we'll smoke those on the show. So be on the lookout for that, all you guys out there in uh, YouTube land. And we're drinking this um, single malt whiskey barrel coffee. This is from Cooper's Cast Coffee up in uh, Rhode Island. We had uh, some of this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored, um, but good coffee. Yeah, we had the barrel rum, mm-hmm. the rum rum barrel and. Mm-hmm. You know, rum and cigars. That was a really awesome freaking to, coffee. Yeah. What do you think about this one? Uh, it's pretty good. I think I like the rum barrel a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not sure what the difference is in the beans. I know that this is a medium dark roast yeah. uh, Sumatra coffee. The whiskey isn't as pronounced in this as the rum was in the other one. Yeah, I agree. Like, I can't, I don't have baseline to compare Mm-hmm. You know, if I just had their roasted Sumatra to compare, yeah. I could probably tell. But the other one was borderline infused tasting, yeah. and this one's not. I would imagine they probably dialed down the whiskey when they were testing it out, because, you know, whiskey's a lot stronger yeah, and uh, more bitter than rum. Rum's like sweet. Yeah, yeah. sweet and smooth, yeah. naturally. Yeah. So I'm. that's my guess. But it's a great coffee. We're both drinking it yeah. black. Is that? Yeah, we yeah. are drinking it black. <laughs> yeah. You know, once you go black, you don't go back. Mm-hmm. So presentation on this cigar. I didn't bring the box in, partly because I've got all this shit all over the table anyway. <coughs> and, uh, you know, there wouldn't really be space for it. But it's a traditional Perdomo box. So if you've seen a per- one Perdomo box, you've seen them all. And... Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything special with it in the 30th anniversary branding. Um, the uh, band on this is super cool, and I love the fact that it looks like a double band, yeah. but it's a single, and I'm going to go ahead and take this off on the show, yep. and it just comes right off. It's big enough, and the overlap is so huge. Such a beautiful wrapper, man. That there's no glue coming yeah. off it, yeah. and you can just take that off. And no problems, doesn't affect the wrapper. Now, here's what's interesting. Every single one of these that I've smoked has this color-changing wrapper where it's lighter on one end than on the other. Mm -hmm. So it looks, you know, like the ghost of a barber pole almost, (laughs) um, which is really interesting. I guess that has to do with, you know, how it's uh, aged in the pilon. Um, now, I've been down there uh, to Nicaragua, to the Perdomo plant, and they have these giant, like, hamster wheels. Yeah. That, yeah, They uh, so the, the pilon used to literally be like a pile of leaves <clears throat> composted. Yeah. Now, now they're, like, on this giant hamster wheel. Dude, just their process alone is incredible. Like, they're just so different yeah. from everybody else. And Well, they have, they have temperature sensors uh-huh. in, the, in the leaves, and it automatically rotates. Yep. This hamster wheel and the wheels like the the leaves like all flop over. Yep. To cool down and then they can start uh, fermenting again. Yeah. yeah where most uh, other companies you have to do it by hand. Yeah. It's what three layers right yeah. of pilon, yeah. and then yep they just stack it on and yeah. 
Yeah, it's really, really cool. Automated. So if uh, for the listeners slash watch, watchers now, <clears throat> uh, if you go to Perdomo on YouTube, he has a series of videos of just their process. Yeah. From beginning yeah. to end, it's freaking awesome. It is cool. If, so you, if, if you want a little cigar education. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they have that hundred year old uh, tobacco seed separator, mm-hmm. which is, again, another amazing thing. Like everybody else does the scientific method and they're using this very old school method of separating tobacco mm-hmm. seeds. And it's like, hey, man, you're doing it. Keep doing it. And it's working. It is working. Yeah. Sound like a fanboy right now, but. Perdomo is one of my favorite budget cigars. Like I said, the fact that most of their cigars are still under 11 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And the process that goes into making these is insane. Yeah. Yeah, the, the quality and consistency. If they're not your thing, they're not your thing. Right. But you can't beat the quality and consistency for the price point. No. Um, so uh, this is a Nicaraguan Puro. And uh, the tobaccos in here are aged up to 15 years. So they've been planning this for a while. Yeah. And uh, let's see how we're doing on time. Checking out my uh, Rolex Oyster Perpetual. Um, okay, it looks like we're about 20 minutes in. Can you eat it? I can't eat it. I oh. would love to. It looks good enough to eat. <laughs> it looks like nice. um, I think uh, we should uh, mention the socials. So, of course, we are online at Burnline Podcast. <laughs> What are you doing? So, like on the exhale, if you smell the smoke, that I see where they're getting the steak from. So try to try to choke, like yeah. I was trying to figure out what that smell is. (laughs) But you see, yeah, it's there. It does. It smells like a. It smells like a grill steak. Yeah. So, like one of those Blackstone griddles. Yeah. You throw like a fatty steak on there. Yeah. It does. So, that's where that steak comes from. And this is probably, finger quotes here, the stinkiest cigar we've had so Mm -hmm. far. But again, still not offensive. At least it'll turn some heads. I mean, come on. Like, that that is so, like, relative. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'll bet my wife would find it offensive. Yeah. It is relative. Like all of them. Right. <laughs> like, like every cigar. <laughs> yeah, it, it's relative, but it's like, you know, uh, if I'm going somewhere, I do plan on, you know, I do plan ahead on that aspect. Like, oh, depends yeah. where I'm going. Am I going to undress in the garage? Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, at Burnline Podcast. And you can email us, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, complaints, concerns, anything you want us to smoke on the show. Yeah. Uh, please reach out. We want this to be your show. Um, we really do want this to be a different kind of cigar podcast, yeah. and you guys help us do that. So thanks for everybody that has reached out. I don't have anything new on the socials. Um, We've got something weird going on with Facebook. They're, like, restricting our comments, our shares, and our messaging. So I'm trying to figure that out. I've reached out to support, and they have not answered me back. Okay. So I'm not sure if we're being censored. I mean, there's plenty of 21 and over and tobacco pages and alcohol pages so i'm not sure yeah what yeah. the situation is there so i'm figuring it out we are getting views on the metric though mm-hmm. so we're getting over 20 to 30 views per post okay just no interactions which that's when yeah. uh somebody had messaged actually reached out to me that was trying to interact 
on my personal Facebook saying, hey, something's going on here. So okay. we're trying to figure it out. So stand by on that. And uh, Instagram's going well. I'm getting some interaction there. Uh, also, I noticed on Insta, Fat Boy Cigars, um, they have the 30th anniversary Connecticut in stock. Nice. So if you're looking for those, swing on by. Be sure to check out the uh, Fat Boy Cigars. You know, for me, the Jacked is amazing, and I like the Jacked yeah. too. All of the, uh, you know, Thin Line series, Boots on the Ground series is good. We've smoked two of them on the show. Yep. The, the Red Line and the White, white line. line. Both great cigars and super fucking affordable. Yeah, absolutely. So jump on there, fatboycigars.com, and also check out uh, this uh, 30th anniversary. Now, we're smoking the Sun Grown. Yep. And like every Perdomo product, for the most part, you can have it in three wrappers. Yep. Maduro, Sun Grown, or Connecticut. But wait, they're all Sun Grown. But they're all Sun Grown. <laughs> Tune into last week's episode as we uh, discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Sun Grown and Natural. Yeah. Another cigar taxonomy thing. Uh, but their Sun Growns are really good. I've had mm-hmm. three of their Sun Growns, and they're all. I just enjoy almost everything on their line, except I'm going to have to knock this one. The champagne is my least favorite. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that at all. It is too bitter for me. Yeah. It's like a traditional Connecticut to me. Yeah. Now, the the Habano Connecticut, the way that they age their Connecticut, it is uh, definitely stronger and less bitter than like normal mm-hmm. Connecticut's. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that. Uh, but Sun Grown is my go-to wrapper for... Uh, Perdomo, and yeah. that fits because you know my my go to wrapper for Fuente is a natural, yeah, and so on and so forth. Nothing against uh, Maduro. Um, I, there's plenty of Maduro cigars I enjoy, but really they're not they're just not at the top of the list for me. Yeah. You know, after experimenting with my palate for yeah, I can see why for two decades. I yeah. just I like the light floral, aromatic, sweet. Uh. Cubanesque. Their Maduro, I definitely would recommend it to a beginner smoker, only mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, gonna kick your ass. Their sun grown might. Yeah, you know, some actually, the, their sun grown might. Know, by the time you get to the end, Nicaraguan sun grown, it's it's uh, yeah. strong. Yeah, and I would peg this as mid full probably. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So with that, uh, I think it is time for our tobacconist tip of the week. All right. And now your tobacconist tip of the week with Angel Solorio. Tobacconist tip of the week. Don't roast your cigar. Mm-hmm. And that was our segment. Back to you, John. All right. Uh... No. <laughs> nope. But uh, tobacconist tip of the week, especially for those smoking on a budget and the starters, you know, everybody's like, oh, I have to get a humidor right off the bat if I'm yeah, going to get into this. Yeah, I got to spend $1,000. No, you do not. Hobby, yeah. So, this right here is a Java by Drew Estate box. and I, It comes pre-flavored. It comes pre-flavored. But actually, so everybody's probably thinking, why would you use that box? Honestly, the box didn't really pick up on the flavor. And I just used it for some of my cigars. I use that as my back counter humidor. So, as you can see, I have a couple cigars there and some Bovita packs just to keep some extra humidity in there. <clears throat> so, you can just take a cigar box... With yeah. it's reasonably sized. Throw yep. some Boveda packs in there, instant humidor. All right. And uh 
obviously this box doesn't have that great of a seal, but it also works. I mean, this is a yeah humidity-controlled yeah. room, so it wasn't terrible. But there are other boxes that have better seals. But, mm -hmm. I mean, if you hear that... Yeah, it's it's decent. You, you got some seal to it. <clears throat> and I think the, the call-out I would make is that is a wooden box. Yeah, it's a wooden... Definitely go wooden. Do not go uh, cardboard yeah. box. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... So you can do that as a starter because you're probably going to have... This fits, what, 10 sticks mm -hmm. of varying sizes. So <clears throat> my largest stick being the uh, Nika Rustica. That's a decent size. Yeah. What is that, a 7 by 54? E yep, 7 by 54. 7 and a half by 54. So, and then... so I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. Some house blends. This is one of my favorite house blends by APS. And that's a good 58 or 60. Yeah. And it's a triple barber pole. Nice. So, yeah, you can fit various sizes in there. And then, you know, once you're ready to jump up to the next size, you know, usually when you buy from Thompson or CI, they'll be like, mm -hmm. hey, free 20, an actual humidor. Yeah, yeah. Small for free. 20 count. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it comes to traveling, I just upgraded to a 10. And this nice. is uh, 15, 20 bucks on Amazon. So... You can go that route as well. Right off the bat, use this as a humidor instead. And what do you, do you, if you're on Amazon, do you look up Herfador or what are you searching yeah, just for? The Cigar Herf. Cigar yeah. Herf, yeah. You can, as you can see. Yep. Left out left in there. I have a cutter Love in there, some matches, some other cigars. That 30 that you gave me. And uh, I got three layers of cigars in here. And I threw a humidity pack in the middle just to keep some humidity and then added some water to the. Uh, Built-in, yeah. Built-in humidifier. Yep. And so, what does that run? Uh, Something like that. Like I said, this setup's twenty bucks, and it comes with plenty of starter accessories. I wouldn't use them. Yeah. But it comes with a single blade uh, guillotine, a, and actually, a pretty nice, cheap stainless steel um, cigar holder. Oh, right on. Yeah. So it, <clears throat> uh, and a cheapy torch. Okay. Well, it's not bad. Yeah. And then I imagine if you're just getting the herf, you can get it for a few bucks less than that. No, it just comes like that. But, I mean, 20 bucks. Yeah. can't really scoff at that. And so not only do you have a traveling humidor, but now you have a desktop humidor all in one for not breaking the bank. And my other advice is, like, we have, not, I'm sure not everybody has it, but we have a Harbor Freight. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They have their brand that's like a knockoff uh, of Pelican, and it's called Apache. And it's like ten bucks for double the size of this. You could probably, I think, one of our customers has like twenty or thirty cigars in it. There you go. Same deal. You know, it has the air dial in the front, and then it's sealed. And then just throw right some Bovita packs, and there you go. Same deal. You don't have to break the bank to uh, start smoking or to uh, store your cigars in. You know. Well, when I started out, uh, I got uh, a box of. Perdomos, mm -hmm. and that was my daily smoke, and then I would pick up the occasional nice <clears throat> cigar, yep. you know, from time to time, and then I just saved the box, and that was my humidor, and yep. then uh, I just kept doing that, and so my my first humidor was just a stack of like seven cigar boxes, yeah, with cigars in it, and then uh, I had a, a friend who owned a cigar shop, and he had this old old humidor, and it's like a three hundred count. Yeah. And uh, it had a analog uh, hydrometer in the, sorry, hygrometer 
hydrometer is density hydrometer mm -hmm. is is humidity um and it was stuck to the inside of the lid with like a magnet and okay. every time i close the lid it like falls yeah. off uh onto the cigars or whatever so i kind of i just took it out that's what i did with mine yeah once i uh was able to this i think it's 12 years old now but i bought when i went to a trip to ci i bought a uh 100 one of the 100 dollar um man of war mm -hmm. um humidor and it's a hundred count, so I still have that today. And then like two other humidors, a uh, twenty count and a fifty count. So, well, point is, he uh, sold it to me yeah. for like fifty bucks because he got a upgrade, right? Yeah. So you know, also you know, if you're just getting into the hobby, check out Facebook Marketplace, mm -hmm. talk to your friends. You know, you can always get a used humidor. And what I loved about this one was I didn't have to season it or anything. Right. Like he was using it. Swapped his cigars over to his new seven hundred fifty dollar humidor. Right, sold it to me for fifty bucks, and uh, I was off the ground running. So yeah, and honestly, going used on a humidor, there's nothing bad with that. No. Like you said, seasoning is already done for you. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's a great way to start off. So look at the burn line on this. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Stacking dimes with the ash. The ash looks really good, both from the uh, front and side. Yeah. So burning pretty well. I don't have any. Uh, Issues with the wrapper, you can see where the cap is cut right there. I'm a little concerned that'll turn into a flap that I'm tonguing. Okay. So far, no issues. Yeah, I don't have any issues with mine either. Still going pretty strong. So, touching back on this cigar, uh, there's still a lot of sweetness in there that yeah. is surprising. The almond has picked up for me. Mm-hmm. A little bit of cedar board. Yeah, dead nuts, man. Like, there's some cedar in there now. Yep. I didn't taste that in the first nope. inch, but there's some cedar on there for sure now. Touch of earth. Very small touch of earth. Yeah, like on the, the back center of the tongue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a little bit of dirt there. Very interesting. Like, uh,. It is. This is a strong enough cigar. Yeah, you can see that little flap starting to come yep, up. Yep, there it is. Um, this is a strong enough cigar to keep a cigar smoker, like yeah. a, a veteran, interested. Oh yeah. I think it's. I think it's light enough and sweet enough that anybody could start out on it. But yeah. I will tell you, from what I'm experiencing so far, once I get down to that last third, this is going to kick my ass. Yeah. So there's a difference between mine and your cigar, though. So yours has still kept the box press shape a little bit more than mine has. Yep, yours has expanded more. Yep. Probably because you got all that heat into it. <laughs> yeah. And I like the way your cigar looks more than mine. Like, it looks more of a cigar than mine does. Like the tobacco wrapper. Yeah. I do have an impressive cigar. A lot of people compare theirs to mine and <laughs> usually come up short. However, I really like the uh, color change aspect of the wrapper mm -hmm. like it just uh, highlights that this is a natural process and yeah. everything Absolutely. hey edwin morning he is outside of video range <laughs> so appreciate that uh tobacconist tip there el fumo and uh so let's talk about cigar cars so there was this meme going around about hot chicks drive cigarette cars. Uh -huh. And 
for whatever reason, like the whole meme devolved into a discussion over what the hell is a cigarette car. <laughs> cigarette you know? car, yeah. And it's like a 94 Beretta, you know, a, a 2001 Dodge Neon, you right. know, stuff like that. And um, Chevy Cavalier. Yeah, Chevy Cavalier. Oh, that yeah, ugly with, plastic with like car. <laughs> the, the plastic trim falling off. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's true. There's definitely a high correlation between hot chicks and cigarette cars. Um, but it got me thinking, what is a cigar car? So, you know, there was this big discussion on, like, what's a cigarette car? And it's hard to explain, but you kind of know it when you see it. Yeah. You know, so but what about a cigar car? What is a cigar car? I mean, we could look out in the parking lot when the lounge is full mm-hmm. and there's your cigar cars because yeah. these people smoke. But that's not really fair. And I don't say that just because Jeremy's driving his his Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what uh, so what uh, when you think cigar car? I guess we got to say this is a this is a car that people smoke cigars in. Yeah, right? it's not not a car that a cigar smoker happens to drive, right? So what comes to mind? What do you, what do you think a cigar car? So usually a cigar car, like you said, it usually something you know uh, mid economy to more higher end sports car or you know just higher end sedan is what I comes to mind for me because usually that's what cigar smokers. But like. Any cigar smoker has comes from any economic background, but mostly, you know. But you do, cars. Ha- yeah. Like you have this idea mm-hmm. of a cigar smoker as somebody that likes nice things, but is also a little earthy and practical. Yeah. You know, like we're we are not like you know French wine connoisseurs or <laughs> something. You know, a cigar is a little more. Uh, it's a little more butch. Yeah. You know, like so. I think there's categories, but. I will just start at the top. I think the top, like, cigar car is a mid-90s Jaguar XF. Yeah. The the dual headlight one with the V12 engine and the long hood. Yeah. Like, that's the cigar where you expect some dude to step out smoking a cigar. Yeah. Or right. a 92 Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeremy on the mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on the mind today. Yeah. yeah, I got to drive that for a month. That yeah. Was, that was yeah. interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. Like a 92 Alfa Romeo, that's a cigar car for that sure. That is a cigar car. You know? um, but also, so on the other end, because, you know, we're uh, we're just in a different era of cars. Yeah. When I was growing up, where like SUVs and pickup trucks are the new luxury car. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, Which used to be the family economic car. Now it's, yeah, now it's now fucking it costs expensive. half a house. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think back to, um, you know... Uh, the Sopranos opening scene. There he is in his suburban with his cigar. Yeah, and I think the suburban. <laughs> that's like my second cigar car. Yeah, that's you which know. is what I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a suburban. That color or, too, which yeah. is funny. Yeah, man, those um, those suburbans are sexy even today. Yeah, that was a great. Was that the GMT eight hundred platform? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of the best trucks. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So they have the five seven in it with the. Uh, let's get a little technical here. The L four fifty one transmission, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. So, oh, man, such a robust vehicle. Yeah, man, couldn't the, kill them. No, you can't. And if or, you do, or a Tahoe. Yeah, you know. Oh, also interesting, the difference between my the my daily and that suburban, ashtrays in the suburban, no ashtrays in mine. Right, right. What happened? <laughs> Bring back the yeah, ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna add a little more flame, uh, to my oh. cigar here. 
Uh, I don't do. So both my cars do have a cigarette lighter, which I don't recommend lighting a cigar with. But just something interesting. Have you tried it? No. I've I, tried actually, it. I have before. Have you? It's a little hard. It is very tough. And it you're roasting tough. the shit out of your foot. But in a pinch, it works. Like, I know newer cars don't have don't have uh, cigarette lighters in them anymore. Yeah, it's, it's rare to find a 9-volt. Now, you still can, and one of the reasons for that is, like, your, your phone charger. Mm-hmm. You have so many different options now. Yeah. Right? So, I rented. I was uh, doing something for business or whatever, yeah. and... You know, I I use national, so you just have the 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 row of the yeah. the national club or whatever, and you just pick any car in the row. And uh, there wasn't a lot of options left, and I think I ended up with a Jetta. Yeah, <clears throat> and it had two USB C plugins. Yep. Well, that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, like most phones made before, whenever I was renting this, made before like that year, used a USB A yeah. plugin. Um. But it did have a nine volt, and so you, yeah, can buy the adapter, which they sell for like forty dollars at the rental counter, or whatever you know to plug yeah. in there, and you can plug your different. <clears throat> yeah, so in there. the my suburban on the dash has three, has two twelves one nine, and then my trailblazer has one twelve one nine, which right. is pretty cool. Yeah, when I uh, got the Sentra for work when I went to Kentucky, yeah, it was all US. I think. Maybe one twelve volt, but it was like four USBs. Yeah, yeah. So my uh, twenty-one year old, twenty-two year old forerunner, which by the way uh, is doing fucking awesome in this <laughs> snow that we've had this week, oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> does not have any USB ports. Right. It has two nine volts. Yep. And uh, so I've got an adapter plugged in. Yeah. That has it's a dual block, and one has a USB C and one has a USB A. And uh, I'm using both of them. Right. Right. So. Make nine volts great again. Yeah. <laughs> Make nine volts great again. <laughs> so uh, cigar cars. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, you know, third on my list is like a Ram 1500 four door, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some nice rims, but not, you know, not city rims, but some nice, nice rims, rims, you know, um, or, or similar full size pickup truck. Yeah. You know, for. And and it's interesting how things evolved because when I was yeah. a kid, like, you know, my idea of a luxury car was like a Cadillac Eldorado. Oh, you know, and I mean those that was like the Men in Black car. Yeah, like you step out of that and like, you know, you need the bad of the bone soundtrack playing automatically, yeah. like when you open the door, you know. But now that I'm a grown up, it's like, I and I can afford a luxury car. Like, I'm actually looking at pickup trucks. Yeah, you know, like. I have a robust lifestyle. I yeah. also need to throw lumber in the back and stuff. Yeah. But the interiors are so damn nice yep. on these trucks anymore. And they've got the power and all of that. Yeah. So things, times have just changed. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. I think 50s was peak utilitarian mm-hmm. vehicle. Yeah. Because, you know, some of those, I mean, some of those concepts that come to life in the 50s. But, like, just some of the crazy shit that the the accessories your cars came with. Like, some of them came with those push-in, and then the lighter actually comes out, and then yeah. some other crazy yeah. stuff. Meanwhile, you had, like, a metal dash and right. no airbags and, you know. Well, I... Those were the times. I think peak truck was the GMT 800. Yep. It was, like, the last analog truck they made. Um, 
what what concerns me is the integration of so many electronics in the modern cars. Yeah. Like they're going to go bad before the car does. Yeah. But everything's controlled by them. Like that know. issue I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so you know, like uh, BMW started this thing where you have to pay a subscription for heated seats. That's and wild. then people were like. You're fucking full of shit. And yeah. so then they're like, okay, we're not going to do that. I'm like, yeah, but you have the capability. That's what I don't like. Yeah. You like, know? why would you do that? I'm buying a car. Give me all the, ex- you know. And you, yeah. And you, a lot of your newer cars, like, they have to have yeah. access to wireless, which is built in, yeah. so they can up, update over the air. Yeah. Like, Tesla's is probably the biggest controversial vehicle, not the EV aspect, but just almost everything subscri- subscription based. Well, they'll, they'll roll out an update. You don't have a choice. All right. They're like, you can do this now, and you can't do that in your car now. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, Yeah. Or if, if you piss off Tesla, which I've seen plenty of people on YouTube say... They'll brick your car. They'll brick your car, or they'll kick you off the supercharger, and yeah. you have to stick to slow charging. Yeah. Which yeah. is wild. I, I wouldn't... I don't know. My concern is cars are so expensive. I don't want a car where... You know, like, I should be, I should own this now. Right. Stop fucking with me. Yeah. Don't mess with my car. Which is weird because it goes into that realm. Okay, yeah, you paid for the car, but technically you don't own it. So that doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit. Rise up, everybody. Just yeah. say no. <laughs> Actually, no cars only. I just read, uh, read an article yesterday um, that Ford is rolling back production of the Lightning. Yeah, yeah, they need the production space for cars that actually sell. Yeah, like the Bronco and yeah. the Explorer. Dude, and the fucking the Maverick. Yeah, they're sold out for like two years. They just can't make those fast enough. Mm-hmm. Which surprise, surprise, you're selling a car for Honda Civic money that right. has a pickup truck bed, and the hybrid makes like thirty five miles a gallon. Right, you're you're, you're getting, gonna sell every one of those. Yeah, you're getting a truck with economy fuel. Yeah, like people are cross shopping this with a fucking Corolla. Yeah, you know, so. They, no. they should have planned better. I would have planned to make millions and millions of those every year. Yeah. I think the problem with that, what happened was that the government was trying to force EVs, but it's like that something like that needs to naturally happen and, you know, naturally evolve. And as usual, not getting into politics on Burn Line Podcast. No, uh, no it, it's not. Pol- well, it's politics, but it's like this is what happens when the government tries to... Uh, take control over or over private well i mean at the end of the day as a consumer i don't care what somebody else says i should be doing i want to make a choice that fits my lifestyle best right. and you know that's the crux of the issue it's like yeah. at what point does you know somebody else get to say no you can't smoke a cigar right you know no you can't drive a pickup truck no what you know right. fill in the blank yeah and i mean one of the worst things they did which a lot of people don't realize this but it actually made freight more expensive was the the uh i don't even know how to call it but the legislation that they forced def on diesel vehicles which made freight more expensive because now you have these diesel yeah, yeah. carriers that have to well that and the uh, edl requirements yeah you know, the whole uh, eastbound and down cowboy thing. Like, you can't get rich trucking anymore. No. And that's why there's a shortage in drivers. And yeah. that's why they're pumping millions of dollars into automated, automatic, like, uh, robotic yeah. tractors. is Because of the driver. Like, they wouldn't be wasting that money if you had people being turned away because they wanted to be drivers. Right. You know? And now we have a CDL driver shortage. Yeah. So, good uh, job, government. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note... 
I think it is time for our cigar news of the week. Sorry. Angel Solorio, El Fumo, <laughs> take it away. And now your cigar news of the week with Angel Solorio. All right, cigar news of the week, uh, along with cigars are getting expensive. <laughs> yeah, our cigar news of the week is you're going to pay more for your hobby this year than last year. Surprise. Yep. So actually, we got quite a bit of news. Uh, we're starting off with Drew Estate is announcing their Barn Smoker Days, which, uh, you know, they roll out some new stuff on those Barn Smokers, and then they just did their live, the Freestyle Live which last year they unveiled the um, Nica Rustica Adobo, which was a great cigar. I don't know if you smoked that at all. I did, yeah. I had Man, that it was great. And so I'm not sure what they're unveiling this time. And, then, and there was a barn smoker in Carlisle? Or, or Lancaster. I Lancaster. Lacker, yeah, yeah, which was pretty freaking cool. You Where know. they grow a lot of cigar tobacco. Right. Yeah. They should have done it again this year. So that was that was kind of local. Yeah. I didn't go to it, but one of our uh one of our guys did and he had one hell of a time. Got a bunch of freebie stuff. Nice. So, and he had a blast. And then so Florida is trying to ban smoking in state-owned areas like beaches and state mm. parks, which I mean, I kind of understand it, but it sucks for us that are responsible about it. Yeah. You know, most of it comes from uh, cigarette smokers, unfortunately, and yeah. a cut on trying to get younger folks not to smoke, which is like, you're only going to make it worse. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we know how that works from prohibition and stuff, but I mean, I, I get it because, you know, I went a, on a cruise with my wife a few years ago to the Bahamas and we're out there and yeah, it's really touristy, but it's a beautiful beach and there's chairs set up and, you know, beers for sale and we just want to relax and enjoy nature. And there's two fucking rednecks just chugging camels. And you can smell that on the whole fucking, they call it a key. You know, yeah. It's a small island. The whole island, you know. And it just, it ruined the experience. Yeah. So I, I kind of get it. Yeah, and I'm not trying to attack them, but it's like we all enjoy it. It's our vices, whatever. But unfortunately, cigarette smokers have ruined a lot yeah. for yeah. all the other smokers. Yeah. I mean, the ban also includes people vaping. I mean, yeah. Whatever you think Vaping's about vaping. not terribly offensive. No, I mean, it's just when they get ridiculous with the clouds. But even then, that doesn't really happen as much. But like I said, unfortunately, it is coming from the cigarette smoker side. Yeah. Yeah. Typically. <clears throat> and then Crown Heads is adding the Mil Diaz Maduro. Very interesting. That's yeah. got my interest peaked. I like the Mil Diaz. Um I can't imagine what it's going to taste like with a Maduro wrapper, so I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah, so they're getting a Connecticut Broadleaf over a Ecuadorian Habano instead. And they're coming from the Gondega, Jalapa, and Ometepe regions of Nicaragua. So, Interesting. Ometepe is a little more um, mellow. Mm -hmm. You know, you're... Uh, well, actually, all three of those regions, right, are are less potent yeah for but Nicaragua. that's that's some complex blending yeah you know? yeah that sounds really interesting so interesting. awesome oh. well thank you for that news of the week what you got going on there yeah little from, little wrapper flap yeah from that near the cap yeah that's definitely yeah that's from the cap being folded over yep so interesting i beat you to it <laughs> and uh my flap has not come up so i can't even see it anymore just blended right in. Well, we're down to the last third. Uh, final commentary on T-34. 
taste. Yeah. <laughs> Mine tastes like mop solution. Mop solution. No, uh, definitely the cedar board is a lot stronger, more almondy tasting. A little bit of spice there at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the spice has picked up. And it definitely, I think, meaty is a good uh, yeah. descriptor at this point. Like, we, we had that, there's something going on, you know, in the second third, and mm -hmm. now it's like, yeah, there's a meaty component yeah. to it. Yeah. And it is stronger. Yeah. I think I would say it went from, like, medium to full. So I'd call it a mid-full cigar, but it, it changes strength. Yeah. And this is one of those, by the time you get to the end of it, it could be kicking your butt a little bit. Yeah. It is right now to me, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely not a beginner smoke. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. Uh, you know, when it started out, I was kind of thinking, like, this is something you could share. Yeah. Start out, and and no. now, I'm, now I'm like, nah, this, yeah. this could turn somebody green in the gills. Yeah, somebody who's not experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't want to be chugging this one. Not a breakfast cigar? No. Unless you're so. like us that can handle it, and yeah. I had a little bit of breakfast, so. It's not terrible. I had my usual six eggs and I like it. I like this. So Well, it is time to rank this Pernomo thirtieth anniversary sun grown Robusto five by fifty four. And these retail for twelve to fourteen dollars right now. I'm sure that'll go up on the secondary market soon. Yep. Um and so why don't we start with presentation? The presentation, man, that band right off the bat, it just grabs your attention and I loved it. Like that holographic when they, uh, not every band gets the hollow, right? But that one definitely grabbed it. And it's, it's a beautiful band. I know it definitely grabbed your attention to gold, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. So I've got a seven on presentation. Box is good, but, uh, you know, it's just a Perdomo box. Yeah. And, uh, the, the band, what I really like about the band is actually the fact that you could take it off. Yeah. All at once. Yep. There's no no uh, glue overflow. It looks like a double band, but it's a single. Yeah, and um, I, I agree. I would give it a seven because all, all their uh, banding and boxing looks the same. But again, that's probably part of that cost-cutting effort. Well, and also uh, for branding. You know what you're getting. Yeah. And they use the colors, the blue and the red and, and the... The whatever, white sometimes. Gold for, for Connecticut. Mm -hmm. It's like a... I love the blue on the 20th anniversary. That yeah. Hollow blue. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That definitely grabs your eye. Yep. Um, all right. And so how about price? Now, these are more than your typical Perdomo, but uh, far less than a lot of special anniversary right. cigars. Um, what are you thinking on price? Uh, I want to give it an eight because, I mean, it's a great cigar. It's Perdomo. You know what you're getting. So I think they've earned that right to bump up the price a little bit because you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I had a seven on price. Um I think it's a good price. I think uh, at that price range, you have a lot of options, though. Oh, yeah. Um, if I had 12 bucks in my pocket, I might pick this up. Yeah. At 14 bucks, I'm looking around. Yeah. I've, I've got a lot of options. I might not pick this one. Um, all right. So construction now, my construction was really good. Mm -hmm. I had that one, just the, uh, the flap from the cap. It came up a little bit. It hasn't flapped around i haven't had to tongue it it just kind of stuck yeah. back down you can see the ash is great um the draw was great smoke output was great um 
just a good solid construction. Yours, you had a little more issues. Yeah, I'm a little closer too. Yep, and your wrapper's starting to come apart. Yeah. I also notice your cherry is not evenly burning. Might be a little user error on that, but yeah. uh, a little construction in there, I think, from what I'm looking at. Yeah. A little black charring, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't relit it, so it's not like I torched it. Yeah. So what are you thinking on construction? I'm going to give it a seven. Seven on construction? Yep. Yeah, I had a seven as well. I think it presents well. Um, but a couple of issues have yeah, to take some points off. Um, and also your initial light, part of that was related to so much air in the foot. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of holes there. Yeah, like I said, I, right off the bat, I showed you the foot. There was a lot of room in there. You almost had to draw the flame in mm-hmm. to ignite it. Um, now, mine, I didn't have quite as many pockets in the foot. Um, but it still took a little extra effort. Yeah. Um, as we can see on the video now. Yeah. Um, all right. And then how about flavor? So we mentioned, uh, you know, it's, it's ending with a cedar, meaty, spicy component, but it started out with uh, a lot of sugar and cinnamon and spice and almost cream, uh, like almond, almond butter. Yep. What, uh, what are your thoughts on flavor? Uh, I want to give it a eight. It, the first and second third definitely had some sweeter stuff, some stuff people can handle. But now that you're getting towards the end, the nicotine picked up. It's a little bit more stronger cedar and almond. Uh, like you said, I think uh, once a veteran smoker gets down to the end, you're like, oh, there it is. And mm-hmm. as we discussed, yeah, I w- at first I thought I could give it away, but now I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've I've got an eight for flavor as well. I think it's a great flavor for people that are experienced smokers. Um, I really like the the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's not you know, but it's an eight. It doesn't blow me away, right? You know, it's it's not even special. Like I'm going to turn this into a special occasion, right? Cigar. It's not a... um, it definitely tastes and smokes like a Perdomo. Oh yeah, so. definitely. And then, uh, how about overall experience? Overall, I, uh, I'll give it an eight. Eight for experience from El Fumo. And uh, I think eight as well. Yeah. I think it's a good experience. I think uh, for a you know veteran cigar smoker, this is one that you're going to want to pick up and give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I think for, for use case, you know, it's definitely like not something I'd want to do. No. While I'm working outside, or <laughs> no, it just got too strong for that. Yeah, you fall over. Um, I would call this a lounge cigar. Yep. You no, know, I'm not going to celebrate anything with it. Um, it's not super special. Um, but I'm also not going to be probably grilling or doing yard work or anything like that. Walking the dog. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think a solid eight, and that brings the final score to 38. All right. So high high thirties for this uh, Perdomo thirtieth anniversary Sungrown Robusto five by fifty four, and uh, overall uh, good solid good solid smoke. I wish it was uh, more widely available. Yeah, I it, was. It doesn't doesn't come across as special enough to be limited edition. Yeah, I don't know why they made it limited edition. Well, I think probably they just ran out of tobacco. <laughs> you know, they, these are aged longer than most of yeah. your Perdomos, so they probably had their stash of tobacco to make these with. Yep. And they made them, and that's it. Yep. So, 
All right, I think that's all that we have for everybody this week. As usual, reach out to us, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com or Instagram, Facebook, at burnlinepodcast. Let us know what you think and what you'd like more of on the show or less of, and we will uh, get it taken care of. Thanks for joining us on Burnline Podcast. We'll see you again next time.